Welcome to the podcast for the First United Methodist Church, located in Round Rock, Texas. This week, we reflect on a very special family ministry Sunday as we celebrate our graduates of all ages. You'll hear testimonies from several of them, as well as homilies about communion from Pastor Brad Britton and Pat McCain. As always, we hope that you're enjoying these podcasts and would love to hear from you. If you're on a social media platform, please like and subscribe, as well as leave us a five-star rating. Or come say hello at one of our three services, 8.30, 9.40, and 11 a.m. Hello. I'm here today to talk about how my faith in God has grown thanks to the youth program here at First United Methodist Church Round Rock. One impactful moment was going on the mission trip to the Boas House. It was very eye-opening to me, just showing me the power of God. The Boas House in Houston, if you do not know, is a rehab center for women that are recovering from drugs and alcohol addictions. There we sorted through junk wood for the arts and crafts the women do, and we built a back deck for the new property. During my time there, I got to see how Christ is in the middle of changing their lives and how much we've helped by doing what we did. A local church decided to reach out to us and offer us a place to sleep that night. I felt like it was God's, it felt like it was God saying, thank you for helping the people of Christ. Another way that has helped me grow in faith is VBS. I always love being in VBS. Now that I'm old enough to help lead them, I'm so happy that I get to help them experience the same joy it brought me. I love when I was able to go through all the little activities and hear some amazing things that God has done that translates to our current life. And now there's a level of helping lead younger kids the same experiences I loved, and I get to help them go through it. Another way is through the Church's Denial program. I have had probably the best coach, which is Pastor David, for the first and only two years I've been in Denial, and he's so nice. He makes the best he makes the best breakfast for us, and it's uh, pancakes. But he ma- he ma- he makes them in a weird way. He make he. He makes them in an oven, not um, on a stove, which I was confused at at first, but somehow it works. Um, And the best part is that the students at D-Now are um, doing community work. The first year that I went, we're cleaning out the back room back there. And um, if you do not know, Saturday nights, um, we dress up in costumes. And back there, we found Roman armor, and we were like, why don't we wear this? Um, We didn't in the end, but it was still a funny idea. And then this past year, we um, helped build beds for the children of Round Rock, so they would have a bed to sleep on. The past two summers, I've attended Camp Eagle, which is a church camp in Round Rock, or uh, Rock Springs, Texas. I have another funny story about what happened to me there. So it was just a normal day um, at Camp Eagle, but this day was kind of special because this was a repelling day, and I had never gone repelling before that. So we went, we hiked about like a half a mile there, and when we got there, I was like, okay, this is going to be fine. As soon as they harnessed me in, I was scared the living daylights out of because I did not want to go down that cliff. And while I was going down, Taylor was cheering me on the entire way. And when I got down, I felt that it was fun. I was worried about nothing. Um, now that I think back on it, I wasn't scared about anything. 
And at Camp Beagle, it's pretty crazy. In the mornings, you go to an hour of constant worship at like 7 in the morning. After that, it's the day's activities and then another one to two hours of closing worship. At Camp Eagle, the helpers there are really nice, and they'll help you whenever you want. The best part is when you have your scripture time, it's out in the wild, where you have fresh air. The youth program has shown me how important it is to use my faith in everyday life. Last year, I was the chaplain's aide for my scout troop 155. I love just sitting down with my mom and saying, this is what we're doing at the camp out, and I want to try and tie something from, a bi- from the Bible, maybe a song, and have some scouts read some scripture. And I wouldn't be able to share any of this without the help of my dad, who always takes me to scouts and helps me out when I need it most. That was very special to me, not only because I was giving my entire troop a Sunday service after an either easy or hard camp out, but my favorite part was being able to have some other kids there to help me. One of my favorite parts about getting to do this job is getting to see students grow in faith as they mature over the years, as they press in more, as they have more conversations and build more relationships. You see the growth. You had the pleasure of hearing from Cameron Medema. He's one of our seventh graders. He's over at Benold Middle School and will be going to Georgetown High School in the next couple of years. Um, you've also had the pleasure of hearing from Miss Presley Muirhead this morning, and she's been leading you guys in Crossroads for about the past two and a half years. Um, and then finally, you're going to get to hear from Jewel Pearson, who is one of our graduating seniors from Round Rock High School. Jewel is preparing to head off to the University of Tulsa uh, to study music. Hi, everyone. As Taylor said, I'm Jewel Pearson, and I have, I'm a senior at Round Rock, and I've been at this church for four years now. My faith journey here started my freshman year when the lovely Presley Muirhead invited me to come to Ignite. And I started coming consistently, and I really fell in love with the community here. And my first mentors here were Robert Page, Jareen Gray, and Josh Bazaar, and they have pushed me to be my best, and I wouldn't be where I am without them today. Um, Going into my sophomore year was when COVID hit, and I kind of had like a disconnect, a derailment moment where I was struggling to believe, but I knew I still had some connection because I was still praying, even if I felt kind of like down. And I knew that there was something out there for me and something good was going to happen. So I went, um, I still felt a connection somehow and went on my first mission trip to Brookshire, Texas. And I've been doing community service since seventh grade, but I had never done something that wasn't for like hours or a cord or a stole. And this was just out for the glory of God to feel the glory of God in myself and to help others feel that glory. And I just felt this calling and I knew it was something that I had to do. And so going into junior year, I was still involved, but I still felt like I didn't have enough. I wasn't doing enough. And so I went on another mission trip to Baton Rouge, and that's where that really solidified for me. Our project that year was (laughs) pretty unique. Um, So I had to go underneath the house and reinforce Joyce. And one of my friends is there, and she's like knocking wood all over my face. And, and it was like, I don't know why it was there, but I felt like this overwhelming sense of peace come over me. And that calling was just re-solidified. And I felt like this service is something I am supposed to be doing. And so um, going into senior year, the first semester was kind of crazy for me. So I missed a lot and had another kind of disconnecting moment was like, I don't even know if I should go back and things like that. But then with Taylor's convincing, it took him 
a lot of convincing, he texted me like three different times, um, was he was like, you should come lead our confirmands. And one day I just had this switch and I was like, okay, I should go do it. And that has been one of the highlights of my senior year. I absolutely loved it. I realized how much I loved working with the older kids and leading them and sharing Christ with them. And that has just helped me so much. And now I hope to join campus ministry in college as well. Who put me after that? Wow. Um, isn't that why we do all this? Right? Right there. You just heard it. Uh, and what amazes me about God is his love will pursue us all the way underneath the house near the campus of LSU of all places. <laughs> And I just want to say before we um, share in communion, as I look across this room, I see people who have been members of this church for decades that have sacrificed and have served and have built this place that we have now to worship today. And you have been a part of generations that have grown in their faith through the church. I, I see parents who do a wonderful job of raising kids, and Lord knows there's not a handbook. I wish there was. We've searched many times. Grandparents, great-grandparents, and all of us here together, all of us matter, and it makes a difference in what God can do through us. We are one bread, one body. We are part of the body of Christ, and let's not forget that ever, that every one of us makes a difference. And I need some help in this homily. It's called a homily. What that means is don't talk too long. We got to move it along. So I need uh, children. If the children can come up and join me here at the front. Hi there. How are you? Good job on the wrap. All right. Come on up. All right. Today we are celebrating Holy Communion, and I wanted to talk a little bit about what that is. You've done this before because, as you know, everybody's welcome at the table here. Yeah, you've done this. Yeah. You love doing this? So do I. So do I. So this bread, in a little bit, we're going to have everybody come up, and we'll take a piece of bread and give it to someone, and we'll say, this is the body of Christ broken for you. And that's a reminder of how much God loves us in Christ and Jesus and that he's always with us. And then we take the cup right here, and this cup, we call this a chalice in church, it's the cup, chalice, and what do we do with the bread when we get the bread? We dip it in, right, we dip it in, there's a big name for that, it's called intinction, don't worry about it, it's just the same thing, dip, but it's called intinction, and we dip the bread in, and then we eat it, and that too is a reminder of how much God has loved us and shown us uh, God's self through Jesus. So I'm so glad you are here today and you're going to be uh, helping with this communion and receiving. So I thought we would lead the church in a prayer together. So if you could repeat after me and they're going to repeat after me and we're all going to say the prayer together. Does that sound good? Okay, you ready? Dear God, Dear God 
Thank you for loving us so much that you gave us your son, Jesus Christ. And it's in his name we pray. Amen. Amen. Good job. Okay, y'all can go back to your seat. Give them a hand for coming up and helping. This is such a great, why don't we do this every Sunday? It's like, I'm having a ball. This is great. You're like, me too. Uh, we do now uh, come to the part of our service where we share in communion together, and uh, Pat is going to lead us in that. I was very in intrigued as I listened to all the testimonies, and especially Cameron. Um, his words really became God's words to me personally. And David, he was talking about your pancakes and how crazy that was, cooking them in the oven. And he said, I was confused at first, but it works. Such as this table. When the disciples were gathered in the upper room with Jesus, our Lord, they were confused. When they watched our Lord crucified, executed, dead, and buried, they were confused. But somehow, it works. Somehow, this table and his life now becomes the expression of God's love and our hope. On the night that Jesus was betrayed, he was gathered with his friends, his family, and he took the bread and he blessed it. And then he broke it. And he said to them, this is my body, which is broken for you. Eat this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, our Lord took the cup. And after giving thanks, he blessed it and he offered it to his disciples and said, this is my blood, the blood of the new covenant, which is poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Drink ye all of this in remembrance of me. Let us pray. Father, as we come to this table, we are led by the children, by the students, and ultimately by your spirit. And we are drawn to this table by the love of Jesus Christ. We pray that as we come and receive the body and the blood, we might find at this table forgiveness and healing and hope for our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. We're going to invite those who are helping us serve to come forward at this time. And as you take your places, the pastors will uh, share communion together, and then we will serve you that you might serve others. My brothers and sisters, welcome to the table of the Lord. It's confusing, but somehow it works. Thanks for tuning in to this week's sermon series podcast from First United Methodist Church of Round Rock, Texas. For more information, you can find us online at fumc-rr.org or find us on social media at F-U-M-C-R-R. -R.